Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio. Going to dial it back to uh, May of 2018. It was not a great day for a young woman up in Ottawa. Uh, Her name is Hannah Engel, and it turns out she's suing uh, Cody Ceci. The new uh, Toronto Maple Leafs defenseman came over from the Ottawa Senators in the offseason for $8 million. The statement of claim was filed July 23rd, and really it dials into a day when they were having a backyard party, and uh, there was some lighter fluid for the barbecue uh, that was misapplied. It squirted out. And uh, this ethanol caused flames and ethanol to jet out of the bottle, uh, which were in the hands of uh, Cece's girlfriend at the time. And uh, anyway, she freaked because, you know, this flammable stuff can suddenly go off. And she threw the bottle in the direction of Ms. Engel, who suffered second and third degree burns to two thirds of her body. She's uh, she was in uh, a medically induced coma for three weeks Faced 18 hours of surgeries and skin grafts, over three separate operations. The ordeal, I guess, now uh, is making its way into the courts because, as I say, suing for $8 million, uh, naming, amongst uh, others, Cody Cece. Uh, let's get Nanish Kotak in here, the founder of Kodak Personal Injury Law, to uh, unpack all of this. Nanish, good to have you back on the show. Good afternoon. Thank you. Good afternoon, John. Great to be on. So... The $8 million sum, uh, based on just the brief outline that I've given to you, or maybe you've read the uh, particulars there, uh, you know, the woman was burned, left permanently scarred. Uh, how do we arrive at $8 million, by the way? Right. So, in fact, I have a copy of the statement of claim, and it was issued by, actually, a very, a very good law firm in Ottawa. So these guys know what they're doing. They wouldn't be taking a frivolous case. And, you know, we look at the number of $8 million, and as you said, why is that number there? Well, normally, statements of claims are uh, mention amounts that are probably in excess of what the claim is worth. And you want to do that in a statement of claim in case, by chance, a judge or a jury will award uh, that kind of money. So you want to be, be prepared for that. And in this case here, you've got a number of defendants, maybe with deep pockets, uh, insurance companies for, uh, for the manufacturer of the lighter, for the fireplace in addition uh, to the homeowner. So I, I don't really see in this type of case where you've got somebody who had you know, burns to 35% of her body, has gone through you know, induced coma three weeks, and obviously is going to be impacted for the rest of her life. I'm not saying necessarily the case is worth $8 million, but it's not unreasonable at all to, to make the claims that have been made, in fact. All right, and so uh, when you start to make claims, I guess uh, we're sort of familiar that you name as many people as you can that were a party to uh, whatever it is that's, uh, you know, created this problem for you. Uh, tell me about that. I mean, because you're right, it's uh, not just the family, Mr. Cece and his uh, partner having the party, but it's also the manufacturer of this uh, container that had the ethanol in it and so on and so forth. Right. So, you know, I've got the statement of claim in front of me. There's a number of parties here. Obviously, the homeowner, uh, Mr. Cece, and uh, uh, his girlfriend, Ms. Thompson, who may or may not have been living there. Um, and I, I suppose, you know, you're going to name the homeowner because they have the insurance. And also, they're supposed to make sure that, that their home is safe from any unusual dangers, such as, such as the one that, that uh, uh, sort of blew up that day. You've got the manufacturer. You bring the manufacturer in in this case. And it's interesting in the statement of claim. The way it reads is that, 
the manufacturer of the uh, uh, fireplace, in fact, is, this, again, this is just an allegation, stopped um, selling these type of fireplaces after this incident. So maybe they, they themselves saw the, wait a minute, there's something wrong here. Uh, there's also uh, a listing the statement of claiming the allegations that uh, the warning labels were not, were not the way they were supposed to be. Uh, the instruction manuals were not the way they, that would be informative and tell someone how to use it. And, and again, it's not unusual. Uh, you know, a lawyer, I think, would be would be uh, mistaken or, or negligent themselves if they don't name any possible party re- within reason who could be liable. You don't want to have a missing defendant in a case where a jury comes back and awards and, and suggests that, well, this was all, all caused by party X instead of party Y, and you haven't named them in a lawsuit. Uh, the lawyer would quickly find themselves uh, being sued as well in that circumstance. So looking through this claim, it looks like they have, in fact, named the the appropriate parties to be sued in this case. Again, Nanish, would this go before a jury? Um, yes, it, it would, I, I didn't see if they filed a jury notice. I, I would think that they probably would in this type of case. Uh, the jury, again, would be uh, six peers, six, uh, six people uh, who will be deciding the facts of the case and the judge would decide the law. Again, I'm not sure if they filed a jury notice here. I, if it was my case, I, I definitely would on a case like this. You'd, you'd get a lot of sympathy, I think. I see. Uh, again, Nanish Kotak with us, founder of Kotak Personal Injury Law on this story that involves the uh, New Leaf defenseman Cody Cece and his partner uh, having a barbecue last year and uh, something went awry with the ethanol in the container to uh, light, I guess, a fireplace on a tabletop and uh, it burned one of their guests who is now suing for $8 million, suffering emotional trauma, personal upheaval, uh, even post-traumatic stress. Uh, and there's Obviously, going forward, this is going to uh, impact her life. I mean, this is something else that the courts would quantify or, uh, I guess, the demands for uh, some kind of monetary monetary uh, recompense because she's have to, going to have to undergo all kinds of treatment, rehabilitation, so on and so forth. How's that work, Nanish? Yes, that's correct. So what you'd normally sue for in a case like this, you'd sue for your pain and suffering, but that's not the biggest amount on the case. There'll be health care expenses down the road, rehabilitation. Some of it OHIP covered and some of it not. And in fact, there's an obligation to sue on behalf of OHIP, so that so the government has paid back the money uh, that it spends out. So you'll have housekeeping expenses down the road, uh, maybe psychological treatment, and a big component here potentially is income loss. Um, you know, this person, as I understand, was quite young when this happened, 24, 25 years old. So they've got quite a few years left in normally would be their working life. Um, and you know, it remains to be seen, I suppose, uh, how this incident will affect their ability to earn their income over the next 40 years. So it's, you know, I, I see that as being a, an important part of this claim uh, as well. I'm kind of intrigued because the onus is well on Mr. Cece. Uh, it says in the claim that he failed to inform himself and Thompson, meaning his partner, of the hazards and failed to warn the invited guests and failed to keep his premises safe. How can you potentially foresee all of these things? I mean, uh, yeah. Well, look, what the law requires you to do is to take reasonable care. What would a reasonable person have done in the circumstances? What care would they have taken? So, you know, one could argue, you buy this fireplace, you have it there, it looks fantastic, it looks nice, it's lit by an ethanol lighter. But I think, you know, one could argue that it's reasonable that you'd be aware of the risk, that you would tell 
um, the, Ms. Thompson or whoever, whoever uh, the person was who lit the fire. I think it was Ms. Thompson that's being alleged. Mm-hmm. Now, look, you don't, you know, you don't light this thing if the flames are still going. You don't aim the ethanol at it. And so it's his. It's his. It belongs to him. It's part of his property. And, and I think there's a, they would, one could uh, readily argue and, and, and convincingly argue that there's a duty of care to inform those who are operating this fireplace to use the appropriate care in the circumstances. And again, it's not a standard of perfection. It'll be what's reasonable in the circumstances. Yeah, I think a lot of people uh, probably take for granted uh, or forget to uh, include that in the equation, the duty of care that you have to guess when they come over for any kind of a gathering uh, on your premises. But the other part, uh, because the suit alleges negligence on the part of the manufacturer of this ethanol can that, uh, I guess, sprayed all of this flame, is it possible Mr. Cece could go back on them at all? Maybe uh, suggesting that the warning label was inadequate or so on and so forth. Is there any kind of a third-party shift here? I, I believe so. I think his insurance company will definitely cross-claim against the other defendants to say, well, if there's any blame found on Mr. Cece, that uh, much of it should be shifted over to the manufacturer. You, you see that in the normal course of litigation where there are multiple defendants, as you have here. Definitely you're going to see that happen where where the parties will, will, will also cross-claim against each other. The manufacturer will cross-claim, cross-claim against him and say, hey, we gave adequate warning, any damages you're on your, and your girlfriend's fault. So they will probably claim against each other, and this thing will slowly wind itself uh, through the court system, and hopefully at the end of the day, uh, cooler heads can prevail, and, and there could be a mediation, and the case resolves everybody's satisfaction. Yeah, I was going to ask, uh, will it wind itself through the courts, or uh, is the prospect of there being some kind of a settlement beforehand uh, more than likely? Well, you know, 98% of cases do settle, uh, civil cases, before they they, uh, they reach the uh, uh, court, and uh, often uh, the remaining 2% will settle the beginning of the trial. It all depends on the type of evidence, how strong the cases are, the case is for each party, um, and the willingness of the insurance companies to say, okay, well, to apportion that responsibility amongst each other. And I'll tell you something that's very interesting in this claim, and very important and very appropriate. The allegations are based on pure negligence. If the allegations were based on deliberate act, whether it was a criminal act, for example, the home insurance may not cover it. So it was, caref- and it was carefully drafted to, to allege negligence, and I think appropriately so. I doubt very much this person purposely intended, you know, intended to set the other on fire. Um, but they clearly, you know, from the allegations itself, it looks, it looks to be there's, there's a strong uh, element of negligence there. Interesting. Uh, we're going to have to watch and see how this one plays out. I appreciate your unpacking it for us this afternoon, Nanish. You're very welcome, John. Thank you for having me. All the best. Nanish Kotak, again, founder of Kotak Personal Injury Law. On a story where, uh, well, we're going to see. Cody Cece, by the way, going to be on the Leafs' blue line this year. Picked up from Ottawa. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.